chromosomes. Little strands of nucleic acids and proteins are the fundamental genetic instructions that tell us who we are at birth. Most people are born with 46 chromosomes, but each year in the United States, about 6,000 people are born with an extra chromosome, making them a person with Down syndrome. If you've ever encountered someone with Down syndrome, you know that they are some of the kindest, most joyful people you will ever meet. They truly have something extra. My name is Lisa Nichols, and I have spent the last 24 years as both the CEO of Technology Partners and as the mother to Allie. Allie has something extra in every sense of the word. I have been blessed to be by her side as she impacts everyone she meets. Through these two important roles as CEO and mother to Allie, I have witnessed countless life lessons that have fundamentally changed the way I look at the world. While you may not have an extra chromosome, every leader has something extra that defines who you are. Join me as I explore the something extra in leaders from all walks of life and discover how that difference in each of them has made a difference in their companies, their families, their communities, and in themselves. I'm thrilled to have Manisha Shoday on the show today. Manisha is a technology executive at RGA, a wife, a mom of two amazing boys, a mentor to startups, and an avid community volunteer. If you like this episode today, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave us a five-star rating. Well, Manisha, I have been looking so forward to this. When I think of you, let me just kind of go back. So the way you and I know each other is a long time ago, Technology Partners placed you as a consultant at Monsanto. But just recently, probably in the last six months last year, you and I have reconnected. And I know that our listeners are going to enjoy learning from you today. So let's go back because I know you didn't grow up in the United States. You grew up in Panay. Tell us a little bit about growing up. I know you've told me a little bit about your mom and dad. They sound amazing. And I know you've got a little brother, but just talk to us a little bit about growing up in Panay. Well, first of all, Lisa, I am so beyond excited to be here today. Just at the thought of doing this podcast with you was uh when you asked me, I thought, really, we're doing this? And it's incredible. So first of all, I feel very privileged to be here. And just going back to that boat 20 years ago, when I, in fact, want to just take us back to how I think there is something about longevity and relationships and people that are meant to be in your life, I do think they come back. And so I still remember actually having that small conversation with you on that boat when, you know, I had first joined Tech Partners uh, many years ago. And I, this company has been with me in my journey for such a long time. And it's been so wonderful to reconnect with you through Tech Alex. And I know we're going to talk about that some more in the last year, but thank you so much for your kind words. I think it takes one to know one. And I do think that I feel like there's just so much overlap. I feel the same way about you, just incredibly kind and giving and just brilliant. So every opportunity that I get to soak in in some of that light, <laughs> I leverage it. <laughs> Growing up, I want to go back to that, I feel like I always say to people that I have now been in the U.S. for close to 23 years, I truly grew up in this country. And I am so blessed to be a child of two nations, right? Because I grew up in India and in this town called Pune is actually the seventh largest city. It's a thriving tech hub. 
It's just a sprawling student city and a super cool, very progressive, very open-minded town to grow up in as a kid. And so I do think that I soaked all that and everything around me as I was growing up um, over there, going to school and, and just seeing the things that people are up to, it had an impact on me. But from there on, you know, I went to uh, my school as uh, to be an engineer. And that's another interesting story. My, my dad uh, is an engineer. My, my mom's an artist. And so I, I definitely, you'll see that I will talk about my family a lot as we go through this talk today. But yeah, growing up in Pune was amazing. Everyone was thinking about ideas. I have a ton of friends that I went to school with that are doing amazing things. Uh, you know, a lot of them are in, in the tech world and the folks that are doing very well in their careers and just are really wonderful people. So, you know, and I love talking about your dad and he was in the automobile industry. But here's what you said. He was so dedicated to his work. But more importantly, he was dedicated to his people. And I know that's one of your pillars, you know, and we'll talk about that. When I think about you, I think about a team builder. Then you said your mom was incredibly creative, but she was also incredibly kind. And I think you are a person that leads with kindness. You know, then you came to the U.S. So let's talk about coming to the U.S. So you did come to the U.S. when you were 21. You you landed in San Jose. I think you were working for Selectia. That's right. Then, right? You were working for a consulting firm, which is always, I think, you know, the consulting world, Manisha, I'd love to hear your take on this, but I think it's a great place to see a lot. Yeah. It was a very wonderful start actually to my career. And, you know, sometimes you work and you have an opportunity and then there are times when you're simply lucky. And you're fortunate to be there at the right time. I want to say that this had less to do with any kind of talent because <laughs> I was just out of school and just a desperate dreamer, you know, and got this opportunity through Selectica, who was um, headquartered in San Jose, and they were based, they had their branch in Pune, and they were looking to send consultants and just have very freshly trained folks. And uh, I came to San Jose to be a consultant with Cisco Systems, and we wrote some software that helped them do um, configurations on their router products online. It was interesting. It was a game changer to come in and, and have that such early on a professional exposure to a company that big on both sides. It really sets you up for success. And so I've, and I think I have just so much thanks to give away in my life, but that was pure fortune. I laugh about this because you write about this and you say, it was really challenging because you talk way too fast. <laughs> I think your dad, the way you describe him, very dynamic. He was probably a little bit of a fast talker too. But you said, I talk way too fast. And I did not even know how to leave a message on voicemail. That one was classic. <laughs> this is when I like choose to date myself so much because growing up in India, we, um, believe it or not, I actually... I had barely learned to drive. I didn't own a car. I had this two-wheeler, which is what a lot of the kids who are in their 20s or people in their drive. And so two things that were very important in the U.S. One was driving and two, you have to know how to leave a voicemail. And, and what I mean by that is there's a structure to say the words that you say quickly and then you hang up. And I, at some point in my life, in those two years, also then looking for different jobs and such. And, you know, you, you had to call a lot of people because internet... I mean, social media was not a thing, right? I'm talking back in 2000. Yeah, it's still very much a, you're picking up the phone and talking to people. I would pick up the phone and I would say something and I would hang up. And if you know me, I am I painfully think about words being used by others and myself. And I would hang up thinking, okay, that did not sound right. 
<laughs> and I had to actually write down the things I was going to say and practice saying it slowly. I still talk very fast. I think I'm telling you that was a real struggle. And it's so funny looking back now on that. Yeah, coming from another country. Absolutely. Well, let's fast forward. So you came to St. Louis. I'm so glad you landed here. And I know that you worked at BJC for a while, but then we played you as a consultant at Monsanto. I want to say 2005. You ended up being there, Manisha, for 15 years. And I counted up, you had seven or eight different roles. <laughs> In that 15 years. So you just continued to move up through the organization, taking on bigger responsibilities. I love Monsanto. The people that come out of Monsanto, I mean, they hire really smart people. Great opportunity to grow within, you know, lateral, you know, I mean, it's not always moving up, you know, you can do lateral moves to grow too, right? So that was a great experience for you, Monsanto. It was an incredible journey. I, I just have to say, so I joined as a developer, as a consultant, you know, tech partners helped me get there. And then the way I felt like I moved there, it was very, um, it was flowing. It felt very natural, you know, and I will, looking back now at the company, you're right, Monsanto, now they're bare, but just a brilliant set of people. They were so far ahead of their time and the way they thought about everything. I went through a seven year long agile transformation but that also takes cloud transformation. You know, you, you really have to instill good DevOps practices and you have to really get people to think a certain way. The mindset has to shift. There's so much that needs to come together for a good transformation to be in place. Just the fact that I got to witness that, be a part of it, lead some of it, even maybe was incredible. I mean, that is an experience that is going to be with me for the rest of my life. And I'm telling you just the amazing people, amazing leaders, I'm still in touch with most everybody, like all of my teams from there. We still meet up. We still hang out. It's like family. I mean, I just, I love my time, the 15 years. It, they, they went in a blink. It's when you're having a good time. You know, I think you probably had a natural bent toward this, but we were just talking about productivity and productivity tools and doing your job better, continuous improvement. I mean, I remember you telling me we would come up with a better way of doing something and we wouldn't look for a tool on the shelf. <laughs> we would go build it. I mean, we would build it. It was all about being able to be more efficient and do your job better, right? And that mindset has carried with you to this day. You know, now you're the executive director for product development, global actuarial solutions for RGA. But you say that now too. You say, you know, it's always looking for how can we do things better? How can I make my team's job not necessarily easier, but more streamlined so that they can do more strategic things? I mean, that mindset has carried with you for sure. For sure. And I have to say, Lisa, you have incredible memory. Like, I think you were made to remember things that we talk. And I just, I love that because like I said, words are important. I definitely, we have that in common. At the heart of who I am, there's many things. We are all so many different people in one, but I have such a penchant. I'm both infinitely patient, but also very impatient when it comes to any roadblocks in productivity and efficiency. And so, and very much, you know, I think the story that you remember from Monsanto time where, you know, we were surrounded by engineers, even people that had different leadership roles came from at times, you know, being an engineer, they helped themselves. We wrote so many internal tools that were management tools, 
just to make the lives of the managers better. So because you're always building out products for your customers. But, you know, we had developers that were dedicated to putting together good staffing tools and whatnot. And so, you know, innovation was a part of everyday life. And I learned so much from being there and seeing that. And it continues to date. But the one thing that every morning I wake up and think, okay, what can we make? Time's more precious than money to me. <laughs> Almost. Oh, absolutely. We can't make more time, Manisha. Yes. That's such much better way to say it. Is this we, you know? And so that is definitely a fervor I carry in my heart. I live to simplify, period. <laughs> I love <laughs> I it. See myself in one word, whether it's at home, anywhere. I would move an entire mountain just to make one thing simple forever. And luckily, I, I, I have teams of even like now the team that I have there, I always tell them, be a bit impatient. <laughs> it's okay. Cause we'll, we'll make things better. So I've got an incredible team even now. And we're always thinking about, well, well, how can we do this differently next year? That's the way you move forward. Well, I tell you what, we have got so many more things to talk about. I want to talk about purpose. I want to talk about women in tech. I want to talk about startups and mentoring. We've got a lot more to talk about, but we do need to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Manisha. Hi, everybody. I just wanted to take a second and tell you about something our team at Technology Partners can do for your business. We have spent over two decades partnering with organizations and helping them solve their IT needs from a 360-degree perspective. A huge part of how we solve those needs is by developing custom applications of all shapes and sizes. If your team is looking for software and an out-of-the-box solution just isn't right, it's time to consider how we might be able to help. Go to tpi.co slash custom apps and learn more about our awesome capabilities. So welcome back to the Something Extra podcast with my sweet friend, Manisha, who is just an incredible woman. We've already talked a lot about technology, but listen, she just said we're many people. (laughs) We're multidimensional, right? And, you know, there's a lot of things that play into Manisha, her faith, obviously her purpose in life. But the big, big piece here that I want to talk about is your husband and your precious children. And I know, Manisha, you, like Greg and I, you guys were high school sweethearts. So tell me a little bit about your family. Harish and I, yeah, we met when we were 16. And it just, it's so surreal when I think about this, because I think we're both more like each other than we would like to (laughs) accept. (laughs) Right. We have we definitely share the same type of dreams and aspirations. It's just different ways to get there, maybe, you know, and which is so very different people. Our approach to problem solving is incredibly different. And so it's been a fun ride. It's been a wild ride with him. I think, you know, we met when we were 16. We started dating when we were 19. We decided to get married very early. And so, you know, we're taking on all these responsibilities of relationships when we're still just kids. I think, you know, you're not ready for that. You're not ready for that. I look back and there's just so many points in our lives that I felt like we were different people. And it's incredible to share. And you think you figure a person out, right? In so many years. (laughs) (laughs) Never. Right? Because we have been evolving together and, you know, we're both very purpose-driven. We both have, I would say, uh, you know, our own sort of little ambitions and things we like to do. We both love our hobbies. And so we've got very two clear paths. And then every now and then they come together and the kids are the glue of the family. Uh, And we've got two boys. Yeah, we're a big sports family. 
So yeah, it's been a wild ride. That's so funny because, you know, Greg and I, like I said, we started dating in high school and dated all the way to college. And and I was 20 when we got married. And so I say naivety, though, is bliss. (laughs) So you don't know what you don't know, you know, and we grew up together. I mean, that's what happens, Manisha. You grow up. And what happens when you grow up? Every now and then you're going to fall down and you're going to scrape your knee and, you know, you're going to go through all of that together. But it is truly a blessing to have known somebody for that long. But you said, Harish is my shark in the tank. (laughs) (laughs) Tell our listeners what you mean by that. Oh, that's so funny. And Dan Roberts, him and I were talking before the panel. He's like, oh, my God, that is hilarious. And we talk about this. I very lovingly call my husband my shark in the tank. And the story is the Japanese like the fish very fresh. And by the time they got it from back from the sea, it wasn't fresh enough because it even that time wasn't too long. And so they came up with this brilliant idea that, hey, when we catch that fish and we put a little shark in that tank, it's going to be fresh and on its toes when it comes back to the shore. And so it's really, I mean, that is the anomaly. Gonna be moving on the move, <laughs> right? No, we like I said before, we're very different people, and a relationship has to have clarity and definitely lots of courage. And I mean, he uh, he's incredible, he's brilliant, and he will never fail to challenge me. And so I always I laugh because I say if I can convince him, then I can convince a lot of other people. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm going to read something else here. So. You know, you say you're a tireless champion and advocate for the people and the products and the causes that you believe in. I believe that. That's why I said I believe you're a person that really your calling is to bring out the best in others, to be the voice for the unheard. This gives you so much joy. You said one of your gifts, you believe, is to see the potential in other people. What a beautiful gift. Because sometimes people can't see that in themselves. There are times you meet people and they're just in their element and you think, oh my God, does he or she know how amazing they are? And there's just so much ahead for them. And to that point, I always think, you know, and here's when I always like get a little emotional because I think there's talent everywhere, but people don't have the opportunity. Yeah, You know, I just look at my own story and I'm thinking I'm more fortunate and lucky, I think. And so, you know, when you do get that opportunity, don't waste it. Do something with it. If you're in a place of influence, lift others, make people's life better. Do something with, you know, the privilege that you got. Don't waste it. And so I'm telling you, I am a tireless advocate for the people and the products that I believe in. And there's nothing that brings me more joy than to see people do well. And I, I think people should be able to play to their strengths and take it a step further. I Like my wish for the world is that everyone can monetize their talents. And like, I love the gig economy, right? There's the jobs and sometimes they're eight to five, but then we all... It's not who's smart, it's how are we smart. And we all have something special that I think we're meant to share with the world. Amen. We all have something extra. And I always say, listen, you were not given your something extra so you could hoard it. You know, you're giving your something extra so you can make the world a better place. So, you know, you do want to bring out the best others. You do want to see others reach their potential. And so I'm just going to read a few of these. My goodness, you've been a committee member for Arch Grant. You've been an advisor mentor, a camp judge. You've been, we'll talk about this a little bit, but the technology leadership experience that we launched in 2019, you have been an advocate and a champion for that. You've been a mentor. You've been a sponsor of people to go through the program program, committee lead for the Inspire, for United Way, 
it's just amazing. Launch Code, the Missouri Regional Science Bowl. <laughs> I am like exhausted just reading all this, but what I want to demonstrate is that these are not just words on the paper for you, that you are passionate about this. You are taking action. You are taking that walk on the water and going out there and putting your talents and your passion, you know, to work. And so you can't just say that you're for those things. You know, you got to demonstrate it and you have clearly done that. So I know that the startup community and mentor, you are so passionate about that. Can you tell us just a little bit about what you've done in that space? I would love to. And you know, when you read off that list, it does sound so long, but I tell you, these are the things that they light me up. Like this is what I look forward to. And I tell everyone that find time to do the things you love because you learn and grow so much from that. Then from, and if you're lucky to have the job of your passion, but you know, there's the eight to five and we have responsibilities, but then take time to do the things that bring you joy, right? And you learn so much from it. So I'm, I always have these little things that I look forward to. And I've never had a month in my life that I wasn't doing, <laughs> doing something. Right. It's my fun outlet, you know, but more recently, I think I want to say I'm a diehard fan of St. Louis and and everything that's going on in this community. Yes. I mean, I don't think people understand everything that's going on. I don't think that they quite do. And I think there is more to be done in terms of just getting the word out. But there are some fabulous leaders as yourself. And there's people that are really bringing business to town. We're on all kinds of lists out there. We don't even have enough time to go through it. But there's just all around amazing things happening in St. Louis. And the startup community is just phenomenal and thriving. And it's interesting because I've had this 23 years of just corporate career, but my heart is with the startup world. I cannot tell you enough how much there's something about little things with big potential. And it warms my heart to talk to, especially these young founders and CEOs. And I think the best kind of capital money spent is in venture, you know, and you're, because they're all trying to solve a problem. And so I've been involved with Venture for America. I've done some volunteer work with Arch Grants and I, I need to be doing so much more. I don't think I'm doing enough. <laughs> in the last two years, I've definitely tried to get closer to the St. Louis startup ecosystem and reaching out and going to product pitches when I can. The whole CIC district and the Cortex Innovation Center, there's just so much that's going on. There's not enough time. I will say, though, that being able to be remote has um, really accelerated some of the networking and the opportunities because as a mom and as, you know, having so many things going on, it's hard to actually physically be everywhere. I think I was able to do, to make more of those connections in the last two years. So I think it's been incredible. And I never, ever turn away a volunteering opportunity. I, I, I know. Well, Manisha, and you just said, I don't feel like I'm doing enough. I should be doing more because there's so much to do. There is never a time when there's not something to do. But what I would say is, I think the way you're showing up there, think about it this way. You are inspiring others to step out on the water and to go share their talents and their passions. I really, I know you inspire me because it's just amazing all the things that you're doing. But I do want to talk about real quickly the technology leadership experience. We just graduated our first all-female cohort. It was incredible. In fact, you email me later. <laughs> you go, I love all of these. 
But there was just something really magical. When you think about that, Manisha, I mean, I know I have my presumptions about it, but why was it so magical? What do you think that was? Yeah, the first of all, that the TechLX program is amazing. And I think it really complements what, for example, RGA has to offer through their people development. So I love to see programs that are external can bring that point of view. And I think we just, more of that is needed. I had mentees in the program and that panel last week, I'm not sure what was about it, but the panelists were electric. I love the men. They're just huge champions. And they, I've had some of the best coaches in my life that are men. But there was something very electric, something very close-knit about the women tech Alex. There was. That I could feel the energy because I have come to various, several graduations. They're all wonderful. But that one stood out to me. I yeah. think it was just raw conversations, just very real. It was very conversation was very close to heart. And for our listeners that don't know, Manisha, we launch a cohort. We're getting ready to launch another one in April. We'll launch another female one in July, but there's about 25 people in the cohort. And then what we do is we break it down into sub cohorts of five. And then at the graduation, these sub cohorts present, you could just tell these women had not only worked together on these challenges, they had built friendships. I told Dan afterwards, I said, I guarantee you those women are going to continue to get together, going to continue to lean on one another, even after the graduation. I just appreciate you uh, being such a champion for it and always being up to mentor, not just one, but several (laughs) people. So, oh my goodness. You know, just a couple of Manisha-isms that I just want to talk about. You go, there's no shortcut to being courageous. You have to practice courage and courage will unlock all the other traits. That is so beautiful. Have you seen that in yourself? You do. You do. I think there's so much to unpack when you are born in a different country and you're trying to establish yourself as a community member, you know, as a professionally and as a mom. And there is definitely a journey to finding your voice. This is just me talking about myself. I know it's different for everybody. Some people are just blessed that they know how to do it, but I had to work at it. I really did. I think growing up, I have always, I mean, I think I can talk a lot, but but I do sit back and listen and observe. And that is very much my personality. I would do too much of that. There was a point in my life I had to really make a choice to say, okay, I have thoughts, I have ideas. If I don't start to feel comfortable actually being vocal about it, then, then what's the point that I can't share this with everyone? And it had to be a very conscious choice to practice that. And to me, I think actually <laughs> bringing voice to your thoughts takes courage also yeah. for me anyway. And so when I did that, it was horrible at first because I couldn't get it all together properly. There's practice that is needed. And I think opportunities to share your opinion. Sometimes, you know, you do have to be succinct. You do really do have to simplify your message and that takes time. So there's courage in acting, but I'm specifically talking about courage in your voice, making them known and using that to influence. And I think it takes practice. And I, unless we don't do that, I think all of the other traits are unlocked when, first of all, you have to unlock courage for whatever it is that you want to do, whatever you stand, stand up for. So That's beautiful. Well, Manisha, this is something extra. And I know you have a couple of something extras. <laughs> what do you believe are the something extras that every leader needs? I have two. I'm going to pick two today. I think leadership is such a privilege because there could be so many people in, in that spot that are competent enough to have your role, but it's you. And so what are you going to do with it? So I always say, practice being an advocate for your team, right? Not just think it, but actually learn to show it. 
they should know visually through your words, through your interactions that this person's got our backs. So yeah, I mean, it's very obvious, but I, I think you'll form with strong teams and getting talent. Everyone knows it's hard right now. And so you really do have to develop into that advocate for your teams. And then second one, I think this is close to my heart, but learn to simplify. It's hard to do. Simplifying a message, simplifying processes, time is precious. I would rather teams take time to do things together, to bond, to go out and get lunches versus spending time in things that's not worth the time. So I, however you can simplify work, simplify messages, simplify the business, we got to do that. And it's not as simple <laughs> as it sounds. It takes a lot of thought. Simplifying and uh, easier, not synonymous. That is beautiful. And uh, boy, we could probably do a whole podcast just on that. But what are you most excited about right now? Is there anything that you're getting ready to do or you're involved in that our listeners can get involved in? I want to go back to just the fact that St. Louis is just trending towards being an amazing uh, tech town. There's just so much happening. I think my, my one request to everyone who's listening is find a way to get involved. I mean, there's just so much that is, especially in the corporate world, I think there's the startup ecosystem needs us. I think there's just so much joy that we get from contributing in any way that you can, mentoring, you know, through donations, whatever. But I think we, especially if you are here in St. Louis, what are you doing to make the community better? There's so much to pick from. So get out, bring your kids. I think we learn so much and we grow so much from it. I can't wait to do more, to be honest. And I'm excited. I have some things coming up here and I can't wait to be a part of that. Yeah. That's awesome. And reach out to Manisha on LinkedIn. She's very active on LinkedIn. She and I message all the time. via LinkedIn messaging. So reach out to her. And, uh, you know, if if you want to get involved, I guarantee you there's lots of opportunities. We just need to get you plugged in, right? So thank you so much. Well, Manisha, this has been so much fun. I appreciate you making the time to be on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lisa. It was wonderful talking to you. Thank you for listening to today's show. Something Extra with Lisa Nichols is a Technology Partners production. Copyright Technology Partners, Inc. 2019. For show notes or to reach Lisa, visit tpi.co slash podcast. Don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen.